You all things black presents fanboys. And listen, we're back on another weekday night. Y'all just don't understand. We're not even doing these weekends anymore. We hitting them, we hitting y'all on Thursdays and we, Fridays. We now, old y'all. Fridays don't mean nothing no more. <laughs> they don't mean nothing. Ain't nobody going. They used no to way. say the eagle fly <laughs> on Friday. The pigeon ain't even out on a Friday for, for once you get over 50. And if and if you live in Philly, your eagle don't even fly on a Monday. Oh, 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 oh maybe too soon. Anyway, too soon. Too hey, soon. hey, too I'm soon. Calvin. <laughs> that guy over there is Garland. And just as you know, this is all things black presents ATB presents fanboys, and we yes. are live on YouTube, and yes. you can get this on all your podcast platforms. What's yeah. going on, Garland? If you see us on YouTube, we got our matching Baltimore Connects hats on. Go O's. Uh, shovel some snow today. We didn't had snow events. Uh, two snows in one week. And we ain't had a snow in about almost three years. Man. And so, um, yeah, global warming, I guess, has taken another turn in winter's return, at least for several days. And yeah, so uh, work some work from home days. I had a couple and normally I, I work from my parents' house or my sister's and uh, do some stuff with my dad. But today I stay my rusty dusty at home and work from home and all those things. And just telling Calvin, I hate uh, meetings on Fridays after one o'clock. So if you want to meet with me, schedule it prior to one o'clock on a Friday. Listen to these rich people problems. So if you want to meet with first me, first world problems, if, yeah, if you, you want to meet with me, first world problems, you, you want to meet with me, is he hanging people <laughs> over the balcony and say, my meeting hours are <laughs> pull them up, pull them up. <laughs> my meeting hours are and then how you do it? Put the big order. <laughs> Before, before one. <laughs> Let me find out. Garland is channeling Big Red. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eleanor. <laughs> Eleanor, you shouldn't be alone right now. Five Heartbeats. If you don't know no Five Heartbeats dialogue, I want your black card. Five Heartbeats is my second favorite movie ever in the history of the world. Yeah, second favorite yeah. movie. My, number one is Crush Groove, Five Heartbeats is two, and number three is Purple Rain. That's my top three movies. No. <laughs> you want to take a, a swim in the bathe in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? <laughs> Where are you? Come on out here. Where are you? Right. Where are you, motherfucker? <laughs> That's my favorite scene. <laughs> Is that yours? <laughs> of course it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do? He's crazy. He's, he's crazy. <laughs> this is my part. You got a girlfriend? Yeah, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> you want to get married? Uh, I don't know. Maybe one day. <laughs> Never get married. Burnt. Burnt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Purple Rain, baby. Nah, Saw it at uh, Rice's Town Road Plaza. Uh, Garland, Garland hit us with the other Purple Rain line. I wish you could see my chef. His name is uh, 
Gino's, Gino's Sagagrachi or something, something like that. Like that. <laughs> As we say, <laughs> I'm going to make you love me. <laughs> That's March Day, if y'all don't know. March Day. You know what? Let me, let me, let me. Anyway, what we talking about today? What we talking about today? I know. We're going Super Wild Card Weekend. We're going to review the games, review our picks. Uh, Somebody did a good job picking last weekend. Not going to brag on your boy. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not going to brag about that guy. But, yeah, he did a good job picking last week. We're going to go through the division round, talk about the divisional games that are coming up this weekend. Uh, Our our Ravens are playing, so we're definitely going to do a deep dive into that. And Black coaches are getting head jobs, bro. Yeah, Black coaches are getting head jobs. They hired two, so forget the rest of the year. Ain't nobody else getting no jobs. That's it. That's it. So Raheem Morris, Leslie Frazier. Nah, nah, y'all done. Y'all Hakeem, done. Hakeem ain't even getting that promotion at Taco right. Bell. It's over. Right. It's over. It's over. They, yeah, they've hired enough. You got two black head coaches. That's it. That's that's <laughs> it for the hiring cycle. Yeah, they didn't win above and beyond. So let's jump into the Super Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> we start with the AFC games. Uh, the Joe Flacco comeback story. It ended on Saturday as the Browns were blown out by the Texans, forty-five to. Uh, the 14, uh, the win made C.J. Stroud, who threw for 274 yards and three touchdowns, the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game. Uh, we both picked uh, the Texans to win that game. Anything that just stood out for you in terms of watching that, uh, your thoughts about the Browns and the end of their season? Yeah, and I, I posted this as a joke, but I was actually kind of serious. You know, that girl that talked about Lamar Jackson, I've said the mm-hmm. same thing about uh, Cleveland's defense. They're supposed to be the number one defense in the NFL, but I like my defenses, you know, defensively. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they looked horrible. Um, They looked like they could not figure out what C.J. Stroud and the Texans were doing. Um, I forgot the offensive coordinator's name, but they just looked uh, like... Slowick, Bobby Slowick. Slowick, yeah. They looked like they just could not figure him out. And they just had them on their heels the entire time. Miles Garrett was in Laramie Tunsil's pocket. Um, he, remember, he was supposed to be a Ravens, the Ravens tackle, um, till he had yeah, that, he was that, weed on that mask. Weed. Yeah, then he Miami <laughs> drafted him, and then he uh, picked up, got picked up by the Texans. But yeah, yeah, man, yeah, the they, just, bone. they just look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that offense looked really good. And the defense did enough to keep Joe Flacco on his heels. You know Joe Flacco is going to throw interceptions for you anyway. So he did yeah. that. And they, were, they weren't your normal intercept, interceptions. They were pick sixes. So Two pick sixes. Yeah, that's 12 points right there. You already yeah. down 12 nothing just going in the game. So. Mm-hmm. Two picks yeah, the Browns just did not look good. Um, I don't know why they didn't run the ball a little more. Um, it was crazy. They started off good. They had a 14 to 10 lead. And then, you know, uh, then uh, the Texans run off those uh, four, 35 straight uh, points. It really mm-hmm. should have been more. Um, CJ Stroud missed uh, the receiver on that bomb yeah. just by a couple inches and all. So it could have been a larger score. I think, you know, a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of commentary like, wow, uh, the Texans, and we're going to talk about the game but uh, that's coming up tomorrow. But people say, well, if the Texans can handle the number one defense in the league, which you think they could do with the Ravens. But I want people to really realize this, that on the road, that defense was not that great. They were giving up 30-plus points a game on the road, talking about the Browns. And when they played Baltimore, Baltimore basically wasn't able to stop a guy with one arm, I mean, well, one shoulder and one ankle. 
and he went 12 for 12 or 13 for 13 in the second half. And that it was just a rough game, that Browns, that second Browns game in Baltimore. Baltimore had that game won all the way up to about the uh, two minutes left in the game. And so um, I, I, I really wasn't blown away. Outside of Miles Garrett, I, I didn't know who else on that defense you really should have an issue with. But, you know, I think the Texans, they were well-prepared. They hit on some big plays. They took advantage of the aggressiveness, just like the Ravens did when they played them in Cleveland earlier this season. They took advantage of that aggressiveness of that defense, and uh, they scored. And so um, good game for them. I thought it was well-called. I thought C.J. Stroud, anytime you can sit your starter in the fourth quarter, you're doing some work. And so uh, they just had that number. And then after Flacco started throwing those pick six, you know, it's it's crazy. With Flacco, I think, you know, we got caught up in this comeback story, but he had more interceptions than touchdowns over the five games that he played. I mean, he was throwing the ball away to the other team a lot already anyway, but somehow, some way, I think we just got caught up in this, you know, hey, if he gets to Baltimore and play Baltimore, That's everybody what it was. likes a comeback story. That's everybody what it likes was. A comeback. You know, people were caught up in a comeback story, but he really – had not quarterbacked that well. <laughs> and, so, yeah, and le- let's just talk about the Browns organization and not to really shit on them. And I, because I'm not a Browns hater, but not to shit on them. They just talk a lot. They one of them teams that talked a lot when they made the playoffs. Um, Joe Flacco is ranked all time, like top 15, a top 20 passer for the mm-hmm. Browns. You only, right. He only played a few games. Yeah, like, tell you he something. didn't even play a full season. Yeah, like, come, on, like that. come on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, yeah, come so, on. Um, so we get the Texans. We the Ravens get the Texans tomorrow, and we'll talk about that game in a minute. Uh, in a game that uh, was reportedly the most watched stream football game in league history, and just people were pissed about it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes he led the uh, Chiefs over the Dolphins, twenty six to seven, in a near record low temps. Uh, it was so cold that Mahomes' helmet shattered on a hit in the game, and uh, had a lot of fun images from the game. And now this is the second straight year the Dolphins have uh, exited early out of the playoffs. They lost both times in the uh, wild card. So is Mike McDaniel on the hot seat, which you think going into next season? No, I don't think so. So I think their biggest issue is, um, are they, or are they not going to extend tour? I think they have to, um, but it's, Tua's is not mobile. Um, he doesn't seem to be a clutch quarterback outside of that Baltimore game last year when they came back and beat us. Um, I don't know, but I like the Dolphins, but they are the definition of like a regular season team. You know, the the Ravens right now are are on that verge, so they have to win tomorrow. But like you said, we'll talk about that later. But the Dolphins are seem to be a regular season team. You know, there was one point they were talking about the Dolphins could possibly get that number one seed, and then they just went on that nosedive. Um, I, I just don't know what it is about Miami. Their defense, you know, they picked up um, what's his face, but he didn't play well. He, I mean, he didn't play bad, but he wasn't the the superstar that he normally is. The secondary uh, ran. Oh, Ramsey. Oh, yeah, um, I, I just don't I know. that one game when he came back and he had that, you know, right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. you know, when he yeah. came back that big game that he had. But they also did lose a lot of uh, defensive starters. Lost um, they two, lost a lot of their rushes. pass rush mm-hmm. yeah, in the Kansas mm-hmm. City game. So maybe they would have fared better there. But, yeah, I don't know. But I don't think McDaniels was on the hot seat at all. Okay. I think he better win, though, next year. 
then he will get on a hot seat. I mean, this team, the last two seasons, they started very hot. You know, playing them early is rough and early in the season. They started very hot, great record. But once you got into November and December, they just really fell off. Uh, a lot of injuries last year. It was Tua. This year, uh, Waddle missed a significant amount of time. Mostert missed a significant amount of time. You lose uh, both of your main pass rushers and Chubb and uh, Phillips. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was out for a good amount of time, and so he didn't really play to the second half of the season. And so, yeah, they're good early, but they've struggled come towards the end of the season going into the playoffs. They, both years they limped into the playoffs, and – it just hasn't uh, bode well for them. They're a warm-weather team. You know, it's just typical. These warm-weather teams, when they have to go and play in cold-weather uh, cities, they just don't do something. I mean, that that lucky throw-up-in-the-air touchdown to uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, that, that was that was pure luck. He just threw it up there, and Tyreek just happened to get it and was able to juke a couple people and get into the end zone. But they really could have shut them out. And I won't say – it's a dominant performance by the Chiefs. Um, I don't know if it's more so because the Dolphins just quit because it was just cold. I mean, after about the – once they got into that third quarter and the Chiefs had that lead, it, they never really made a threat after that. Yeah, that that kind of cold, it, it gets in your ass. You saw right. the Dolphins was out there with their sleeves right. out and they thought they was doing something. That kind of cold gets in your ass. It looked good at the beginning of the game when you're on camera, mm-hmm. sleeves out like, mm-hmm. we ready for this. Mm-hmm. But when you start going down 7, 10, 12 right. points, you looking like... Uh, I don't know if it's worth it. Let right. me put this. Let me put you. Then you start thinking to yourself, "Well, damn! If I warm my arms up, maybe I'll play a little better." You start, you start thinking about Cancun. <laughs> you start thinking about South Beach and hurrying up and getting back home. But that's as, what you, you start thinking about. You know, one of the biggest problems was with the Dolphins. So, um, and and this is where the media can hurt you as a team on your game plan. So, of course, with the cold weather, they're like, yeah, they're not going to be able to throw. They're going to lean on their running backs and HN and Mostard are really good and really fast. And their running game was next to nothing. Yeah, running it game was, was non-existent. Yeah, and so, and what the Chiefs did was, the Chiefs were like, well, we're built for this weather because this is what we play in. So mm-hmm. instead of us always running the ball, we're going to put that ball up. Rasheed Rice had, what, 158 yards? I yeah. mean, he was killing them. And then you add Pacheco in there, who is a monster. Right. Pacheco is one of the unsung stars of the season this year. And he is a monster. And it was just... The Dolphins just couldn't handle it. With their lack of defensive presence and no run game, they just couldn't handle it. And two, it's just not that accurate um, in the cold weather because he's accurate any other time. He's just not that mm-hmm. accurate in the cold weather. All right. Uh, and the uh, third AFC game, uh, in a game that was moved because of blizzard conditions from uh, Sunday to Monday, uh, Josh Allen in the Bills ended the Steelers season 31-17. to uh, Mike Tomlin said he's going to be back next season as the Steelers head coach. Uh, do you think the Rooneys are making the right decision to bring Mike back? I mean, for the Ravens, no, but for uh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, <laughs> absolutely, man. Like, sure. 
Mike sure. Tom, as much as you know, there's a rivalry with Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and we hate the mm-hmm. Steelers. I haven't really heard one person on the Baltimore side show any disrespect to Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is a winner. Now they want playoff wins, they want rings, they want Super Bowls because they'll hit you with this six rings thing until yeah. someone else gets more than six rings. But yeah, yeah, man, they Mike Tomlin is the guy. You know, they had quarterback issues this year. They had offensive line issues the last couple seasons um you know and and then you got these diva wide receivers it's just they're only mike tomlin can get that type of group together and still get them to the playoffs only a mike tomlin coach team can do that um so yeah of course yeah we gotta give him a little bit more credit than he uh didn't he did get from uh the pittsburgh fans this year exactly Always win the record. He got them into the playoffs when they really should not have been in the playoffs. They have a lot of questions to answer. You know, who's the quarterback of the future? Um, I know they uh, drafted Pickett to be that, but uh, he may not be. Or it might just that they need a good offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. Um, mostly everyone hated him. And uh, once he left, you know, they still struggled offensively. And so uh, more than likely that's going to be probably one of their big focuses uh, on the offseason finding a offensive coordinator and then just figuring out what they're going to do. I mean, they have great receivers. They have a good running back. Lines decent. Two. The defense is always good. They have two good running backs. Yeah, Warren and, um, back. and Najee. They're both good. Yeah, and Najee Harris, both of them are very good. You have a great uh, defensive team. You just really, you know, if they get that coaching right, they get an offensive coordinator in there. You know, they're always in the thick of it. So I, I never count out the Steelers. And, so. and the Ravens, you know, the Ravens won the AFC North, but Pittsburgh went 5-1 and one in the AFC North. Ravens right. only went 3-3. Three and three. I mean, Pittsburgh's a good team. They're a well-coached Pittsburgh's team. Pittsburgh's a good team. Well-coached yeah. team. Now, for our AFC picks, we uh, were all right on all uh, three of the winners. And so uh, Jeff, that was good. Now, let's go over to the NFC where we did didn't do as well. Uh, and what was probably the biggest upset of the Super Wild Card weekend, uh, the number seven Packers went into the uh, place that Jerry built and dismantled the number two Cowboys, 48 to 32, in a game that wasn't as close as the final score indicates. Uh, Aaron Jones, he ran for three touchdowns, and Jordan Love, he threw for three more in his postseason debut. And so Mike McCarthy, he's going to be back next season. That's what Jerry said. Is this the right or the wrong decision? I mean, he, he's he's had them, what, he's been there three years. They've had 12 wins each year. It's just like Mike Tomlin. Um, where are you, who are you going to get that's better? You know, like, who are you going to get that's better? Now, of course, it's all about the playoffs. He's got to win the playoff. But he's getting them there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you ran into a team that, of course, no one expected to do as well. And maybe that was the issue. You know, the, the Packers played out of their mind. They played lights out. Um, I think you and I talked about this during the season that how Jordan Love started coming on towards the end Came of the around. season, um, mm-hmm. how he his receivers started working for him. Um, you got Aaron Jones, who's a solid back. Um, you know, there was talk that the coach might not be there after the season if they don't make a move and they they've done well. So, you know, the, I think the, the Cowboys just ran into a bad luck, bud saw at a bad time. These guys are getting hot at a bad time. And I mean, the, we'll talk about this, but the 49ers probably need to watch out. Also, they probably were happy. They were home watching this game. Yeah, they, you know, it's good that they have a buy. They're, they're, they're definitely going to uh, be ready for this. I think, you know, that offense, Dallas, it just 
it really struggled at some points. You know, uh, Dak, he has some struggles in the past game throughout the season. Uh, it'd be some games it was just like they just couldn't connect him and C.D. Lamb or the other receivers. Pollard really couldn't get going in some games and just all came together in a bad way on uh, on that game against the Packers. And the Packers just once they jumped up and they took that opening drive, they never looked back. And the uh, Cowboys just couldn't come up with any answers defensively. It seemed like whenever they made a score, then, you know, Packers came right back down, scored again. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think they scored the first three possessions or maybe the first four possessions. They scored three touchdowns out of those four possessions. And so it basically was over by halftime. And yeah. uh, those couple touchdowns at the end, that didn't mean anything. But, uh, yeah, Mike McCarthy, I know he wants to keep continuity. I, I don't know if he's really shown that he's the guy that's going to take them further in the playoffs. I mean, you have early playoff exits the last several years. They have really haven't gone far. And so I think this is just more out of convenience than anything. And maybe they're going to be big spenders in free agency. You never know. They have to make some big decisions. It's Dak's final contract year. It's maybe they don't want to pay McCarthy not just to sit and not coach. It's his, it's his final contract year. They're probably going to lose Pollard, you know, because Pollard was on the one-year tender uh, franchise. And so, um, you know, they got some changes coming up. I think that was the mistake that they made, and it was really a money mistake letting Zeke go and going with Pollard because he was an mm -hmm. amazing backup. But Pollard did next to nothing this year yeah sometimes um, the backup we be thinking like, oh man they got the backup he need more time and then you yeah. get the backup that time the reason why he's nice is because he's doing a lot of stuff and limited carries in certain situations where you know they they have different packages and they're facing different packages and sometimes i think we get caught up in the backup but when we put that back up and we start giving them uh, full-time carries or action, sometimes we see that mm, maybe they're not as good as we thought they were. Same thing happened in Minnesota with Alexander Madison. They let Dalvin Cook mm -hmm. go and Madison didn't do so well. Right. You know, and also, and we, we talk about this a lot when we're talking about um, especially rookie quarterbacks, how they can come in the first year and do so well. And then you say, well, the defensive coordinator now has a chance to look at the film on them. So mm -hmm. when you got Tony Pollard, yeah, he was killing as a backup. But now the defensive coordinator on the other teams, now they can start looking at this film on this guy because now they're planning for him. They're not mm -hmm. planning for the run game against Ezekiel Elliott. They're planning for Tony Pollard. Mm -hmm. And although Tony Pollard had some decent games, he definitely didn't live up to what he was supposed to live up to. Um, if, if you Now, if you look at the Cowboys – I, I kind of think you're not giving Dak enough credit, especially towards the end of the season. Um, Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, him and CeeDee Lamb were on fire. I mean, mm -hmm. CeeDee Lamb could have made a case for MVP if he played the first half like he played the second half. Um, they were on fire. I just I I just think they ran into a team yeah, I, it, that it, was but just But it just doesn't translate into in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't translate into playoffs. Yeah. Okay, we both picked the Cowboys, and so that was one of our games to where we uh, we were washed. Uh, Jerry Goff, he led the Lions to their first uh, playoff win in 32 years uh, with a 24-23 uh, win over Matt Stafford and the Rams. Uh, Stafford, he threw for 367 and two TDs, but the Rams were not able to take advantage of several scoring opportunities and had to settle for field goals which decided the game. And so we both uh, picked the Rams in that game as our upset special. 
Uh, the the Lions they played good. If the Rams could have played half decent defense, it's probably they could have won that game. They so that last play that ball to Puka Nicole is a, is a passing offense. Oh my god, he held That's him. A passing <laughs> he held him. He held him so bad. Puka couldn't even jump. That's how hard he was holding him, and he still had the ball in his hand. And yeah, he still he had, had the those... ball in his hand. Yeah. First of all, Puka Nicole is a special player. He's he, a special player. He man. put on the show in that game. Yeah. Yes. Um, but. So I'm so not to blame the refs. You know there there is no, something the with home field advantage. Um, mm-hmm. because I think if that game is in L.A., I don't think the Lions win that game. But there's something with home field advantage. Now remember we talked about that Dallas and that uh, Lions game where Dallas pulled it out to get the number two seed, and you were saying you were mm-hmm. like, oh that damn they're not mm-hmm. going to get home field advantage. Look how the now ball got, don't lie. Yeah. Ball don't lie. Ball don't Ain't lie. that what they say? Ball don't hey, lie. Hey, Rashid played in Detroit, so I guess it's true. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. That thing came right back around mm-hmm. and put Dallas where they were supposed to be and put mm-hmm. Detroit where they were supposed to be, hosting the divisional round home yeah, game. Yeah, they were looking forward to going to Dallas. That's all they were saying. We can't. We're going to make up for what happened uh, in the last game mm-hmm. or whatever. And so now they're hosting another game they with are a hosting. legit yes. chance to get to the NFC Championship. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, against an opponent that's a, a good match for them. And so, yeah, overall, I thought the Rams were there. They had a lot of opportunities. They just wasn't yeah. able to get into the end zone. Um, definitely a missed call on that uh, play that they had to win ahead and settle for a field goal. And then defensively, they just couldn't make a stop to get the ball back. And Kyron but, uh, Williams, um, I think Kyron Williams got hurt halfway yeah, he through got that hurt. game. Yeah. Uh, he got hurt towards yeah, ACL. Was, as a matter of fact, did you hear the little uh, clip on that where Stafford went up to the guy that hit Higby? He was like, no. hey, man, that was, he's like, that's a good tackle, but everybody knows you're a dirty player. You, you got look it up on Twitter. He's like, you're oh, a dirty player. Wow. Everybody knows it. That was he said, that was a good hit. tackle. Yeah, he said, but you're a dirty player. Everybody oh, knows it. Wow. This is what you do. He's like, what? I, I ain't dirty or whatever. So, yeah, they had a little wow. exchange after the hit. But, yeah. Way yeah. to stick up for your guys, man. Stick up for your guy. I mean, he went low, but that's the way the game is now. I mean, because if he would have yeah. went high and he hits him in the helmet, an additional 15 yards and so it's one of low. them yeah it's, it's one of them unfortunate one, mm-hmm. one of them unfortunate hits and it looked gruesome on tv definitely definitely uh baker mayfield he threw for 337 yards and three touchdowns to lead the bucks in a 32 to 9 route of the eagles uh the eagles who were 10 and 1 at one point during the season continued their slide in, into the playoffs as the de- defense they couldn't make any tackles and they couldn't protect Jalen Hurts in the pocket and so should the Eagles make a change at head coach yeah see that's another like I mean now the Eagles are really pretty quick on the uh draw they will chop you in a minute they chop you quicker than the uh chop league that we get in than the guillotine league that we (laughs) in (laughs) but um I don't know, man. Uh, Sirianni took him to the Super Bowl. You know, I would think that you'd want to give him another chance. Now, their mistake was they lost both of their coordinators to other teams um, this year. Then they fired the defensive coordinator like more than three quarters of the way through the season. And then you got Matt Patricia. And then Matt Patricia is a proven loser. Like ever since he left that Belichick umbrella um, some years ago and went to Detroit, he's just a proven loser. So you just made some bad decisions there. I don't, I'm not big on firing coaches that actually perform well. Um, And then what we talked about 
um, what's his face in Dallas that can't do it in the playoffs? Well, Sirianni already did it in the playoffs. He took him to a right. Super Bowl. They didn't win, so no, I, I don't think they should fire him. I don't know. Did you see the interview where they asked Jalen Rose something like, how would you feel? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, how would you feel if uh, he wasn't there? And he was like, uh, did they say he wasn't going to be it? Like, yeah, yeah. He was like confused. <laughs> like, uh, like, are you telling me something I know? Yeah, like, but then, <laughs> so the commentator after that, uh, Sal, Sal Palantonio, after mm. that said, oh, Jalen Hurts didn't commit. You can see that he doesn't really care. And I was like, didn't he say ain't that. say nothing like he that. Didn't that. He didn't say that. He didn't say anything really, like the that. The media wants to see Sirianni out of there. They must. And I agree yes. with you. Three playoff appearances in his time there. Um yeah, you did lose your OC and your DC last year. That's a big, 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 big impact. Big and all big impact. You know, I hate that a lot of times. Then that's the part that's the uh the part of success that you have to deal with as well. Uh one of the teams I really like that dealt with that is the Ravens. The Ravens have been in positions where when they've won and they've lost like D coordinators or O coordinators, and they have people on the staff that they push right on up into those positions. Uh, we saw it this year with Mike McDonald. Well, two years ago uh, after they let uh, Wink go and, you know, they have Greg Roman on staff um, when they uh, let go Marty Morningwig and uh, they had, Two of their most successful offensive, three of their most successful offensive seasons. I'm with the great woman, and so uh, yeah, and so you know, some teams they yeah they do have staff that's on there that they normally move up and you know seamless, but sometimes it's difficult, and so I think that's what the Eagles really ran into, and I think once they just lost confidence, it just it just showed that tackling display. Uh, they showed Ray Lewis on the uh, Manning. Um, uh, broadcast just going crazy about the tackling. Yeah, I mean, those DB, DBs don't want to tackle anyway. No. Those DBs coming up, <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do, uh, but they definitely wasn't trying to tackle. And once you get in the secondary, man, don't go down. Just keep on running. Don't go out of bounds because then you're going to score. Which they is, don't want to tackle. Which is pretty bad because you're playing in Tampa Bay. You're actually in warm weather. I can yeah. understand if the Miami DBs or the Kansas right. City DBs didn't want to tackle or the no. Pittsburgh or the Buffalo right. DBs didn't want to tackle, but you're playing in warm weather. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, Bradbury got killed by the fans, by the media, mm-hmm. because he literally did nothing back then. Yeah. I think um, Gilly the Kid lost his mind on yeah, the did. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gilly. Not as nigga. <laughs> yeah, Gilly lost his mind. So, um, yeah. And so, uh, in terms of our predictions, we uh, we split on that prediction. I took the Eagles. Excuse me, I took the Bucks in that game. You, you took did. the Eagles. And I so had, I had to text you on that when I was like, yeah. I to, and remember, I think if you remember, I said last week, I I just don't trust Baker Mayfield. It's one of them. Is one of them. What Baker are you going to get? And Baker played his mm-hmm. ass off. I can't. I can't take it from him. They I, played I, well. I saw it coming. I saw it coming. <laughs> we almost got the Rams game, but I saw it coming. And so right now, I'm I'm ahead four three in uh, picks from last week. A little tight. I mean, it's not enough to brag, but it's enough to gloat a little bit. And so. <laughs> We're going to see how we do so, this week. So you're going to do it. Come on, yo. And you're going to be like, Cam, I tried to tell you <laughs> that the Bucks were going to be I'm going to go back and I'm going to pull out this clip. 
And just like I was You gonna get the receipt castigated, I'm gonna get the receipt. <laughs> just as I was you know how you got all those receipts in your wallet that you need to grow? I'm gonna hold this. And then I'm gonna pull it out. I'm just waiting. Wait, I'm buying my time. I'm buying my time, y'all. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into the division round, man. Uh, we start in the NFC uh, Packers. Uh, they had the San Fran to play the number one seed Niners. Uh, Packers quarterback Jordan Love. He showed stunning accuracy against the Cowboys' edge rush in their coverage, but the challenge posed by the rusted 49ers provides a bigger test for him. And San Fran, their quarterback, Rock Purdy, he's no postseason rookie. Uh, he's had some unfinished business after his hot start in the 2022 playoffs that was short-circuited by an elbow injury in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. And so um, Niners rested. Uh, Shanahan run game at home in San Francisco. Who are you taking? Um, I'm going to take the Niners, but I don't know if it's going to be a cakewalk for them. So the sure. Packers are hot. And you talk about um, what we've talked about before with the Ravens and now the 49ers coming off that bye week. Are you talking mm-hmm. about rust or are you talking about rest? And it does. How does that work for Brock Purdy? And I'm still, although Brock Purdy has proven any naysayer wrong, I'm still one of them. He still was picked last in the draft, and there's a reason for that. Sure. Um, is he going to come back on fire like he's been? Because, you know, that last game against Washington, he had to play on fire because he, you know, didn't do well against the Ravens. Um, and he's actually been off two weeks now because uh, he didn't play yeah, that like, final yeah, game. Yeah, he didn't yeah. play the final game as so, well like uh, Lamar didn't. How's that going to bode well for him? Um, you know, McCaffrey came out of that Washington game um, with an injury. Is he healed up? Because I think he's been off two weeks now. I think yeah. the Packers have enough in their air game and just enough in their ground game to give the 49ers some work. I don't think they gonna, they're going to beat them, but I wouldn't be shocked if they did, if it came down to like a last second field goal or something. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. I am taking the Niners. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I think they, you know, the Niners are going to get a little bit of work from the Packers. Um, I think Shanahan and them, are, they're, they're ready. They're prepared. You know, this is a march uh, to the Super Bowl that they felt really got stolen from them last year by the Eagles because of Purdy's injury. Uh, there was a sentiment that they really, should have gotten to the Super Bowl and with that injury really detailing uh, those plans and uh, derailing, excuse me, those plans. And so I think, you know, they're ready. I, I don't think it's, like I said, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think they get that game at home. I, I want to see what the Packers defense does in this instance against a good, consistent offense uh, that has a great run game, that does a lot of play action, you know, a lot of open windows. Uh, how are those linebackers going to do in covering that middle of the field with Debo and Ayuk and uh, Kittle and all those people. So um, we both take the Niners in this game. This is uh, uh, what's-her-name's husband, his time to shine. Um, what's the what's the gymnast girl? Uh, <laughs> what's the gymnast? Simone, Simone yeah, Biles. This- this this, Mr. this is Simone Mr. Biles. Yeah, this is Mr. Biles' time to shine. You want us to know your name, sir? This is your time to shine. Mr. Yeah. Biles with the interception. Don't get put up on that Summer Jam screen. All right? Don't get put up on that Summer Jam screen. Mr. Biles with the pick six. 
It's over his head. Missed the balls. <laughs> he couldn't get to it. All right, don't get put on that Summer Jam screen. The number uh, four uh, Buccaneers, they go into Detroit. Uh, it's, it's funny that a uh, one of the reporters at the press conference asked Ty Bowles, how were they going to prepare to uh, play outside oh, gosh. against the, <laughs> the Lions? And the Lions haven't played outdoors since the Silver Dome, since the, <laughs> since the early 70s. And so maybe she just didn't know. But uh, the Buccaneers, they visit uh, Detroit to play the Lions. What up, though, Detroit? Uh, the Lions have a chance to make more history by winning multiple playoff games in the same season for the first time since their 1957 championship run. I know you remember that, Calvin. And the Bucks have <laughs> won. Yeah, you remember that? And the Bucks they won six out of seven, including Monday night's victory over the Eagles. And they haven't experienced much. We keep on forgetting this team was in the Super Bowl not less than three years ago, uh, 2020, uh, the, the COVID season uh, with Tom Brady, their receivers. Uh, they have a lot of offensive players, defensive players that were on that Super Bowl team that is still there. So they but it don't count. That experience. According to Garland, COVID championships oh, don't no, count. Oh, no, this is for basketball, for basketball. You're so wrong <laughs> for basketball because they didn't have to go to a hotel and everybody just living in what? a commune for three, four weeks. What now, about the Dodgers? The Dodgers won the World Series in COVID. During COVID, they they kind of played with. They didn't uh... have to go to a commune either. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't go to a commune. They didn't go to a commune. Shout they didn't out. go to Disney World and play. Shout, uh, out, shout out to the Lakers. Games. Shout out to the Lakers <laughs> with the hardest championship ever. The bubble championship. Anyway, mm. anyway, we were saying mm. <laughs> we were saying about the mm. Bucks. <laughs> All right, so uh, good game. A hot Baker, a hot uh, Jared Goff. Uh, teams that like the blitz uh, really just get out there. Tar Bowles, you know, he's going to be dialing up a lot of blitzes for uh, for uh, Goff. Uh, Baker, uh, can he continue the magic? This is really the the comeback story that we probably really should be paying more attention to than Joe Flacco. This guy's actually played pretty good for them this season. So who you taking? Um, if you remember, sometime halfway through the season, I told you I like Dan Campbell, and you was like, you I can't stand Dan. I like Dan Campbell. I understand no risk it, um, no biscuit. So I, I really, really want to take the Bucks in this game, however, um, because if Baker can stay hot, I don't think mm -hmm. the Lions can stop him. Um, but I just don't trust Baker Mayfield. I'm going I'm to go with the Lions. I'm going to go with Detroit. I think, yeah, Detroit has the momentum at home. Uh, I think that home crowd factor really helped them out uh, on Monday, not Monday night, on Sunday when they played. Uh, I just think they're ready. They're, they're the hot team. And it's not so much of a trust factor of Baker. I don't necessarily distrust that defense. I think you can score on that defense. And uh, as long as you can keep scoring, if it turns into a shootout, I, I like the lines a little bit better in the shootout versus uh, the Bucks. All right, let's go ahead and uh, switch over to the AFC. All right, so let me just review our picks real quick. NFC, uh, we're both taking the uh, home teams. And so we're mm -hmm. taking the Niners over the Pack, and we're taking the Lions over the Bucks. AFC, uh, number three, uh, Chiefs, they're going to the number two uh, Bills. And for the first time in his career, Pat Mahomes, he was going to play a postseason game on the road, giving the Bills another shot at a team that has ousted them from the playoffs twice in the past three years. 
in a rematch of the overtime playoff classic between those teams in the 2021 divisional round as well. Uh, Buffalo, this is what they've been wanting. Uh, they, they really resurrected their season in the middle of it because it was at one point we didn't think them or the Steelers would be in the playoffs. Uh, the Chiefs, they kind of limped in. They were up. They were down. Uh, Taylor Swift was there. That's really where the focus was. And so who are you picking in this game? Um, yeah, man, this is, this is a tough one. And it, it had, it made me actually go to the previous week. Um, and the reason it made me go to the previous week is because the Buffalo bills started off really, really strong against the Pittsburgh they did. Steelers, they did. but Pittsburgh literally had a chance and they did. probably Late should that game. have won that game. Yeah. yeah. Kansas City Chiefs defense is better than the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Um, mm. The Kansas City Chiefs offense, their quarterback makes them better than the Steelers offense. Now, the Steelers have the better mm-hmm. receivers, but the only receivers that they really threw to was Johnson. They they don't, for whatever reason, they don't throw to Pickens and Johnson in the same game. Like, one will get 12 and one will get two looks out. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I think now there is an age in Travis Kelsey. He isn't the same guy that he used to be. But Mahomes is the same guy, and Kelsey can still get open. Um, Buffalo's defense is in the IR. They are. They've lost a lot of people. Um, home field advantage may work for them, but the weather isn't going to work in their advantage because Kansas City's used to that. I'm taking mm-hmm. the Chiefs. I'm taking the All Chiefs right. in a close one. He's taking the chefs. <laughs> Go- googly moogly. <laughs> you see they the remade chef. that commercial yeah i see it i see it yeah you're taking the chefs I, i'm going to go against you we're split on this one i'm going to okay. take the bills okay and i'm really taking them not only because of the home field advantage i think it's going to play a big factor into the game although like you said both of them they're cold weather teams uh i think that i don't have trust in the chiefs receivers okay. they drop too many passes um Rasheed you know, was on fire last game. I know game. Rice, he, he did, but then, you know, he might turn around this week and drop a couple, and then okay. uh, Valdez Scanling and a couple of the other receivers, uh, they're not that trustworthy. Kelsey, you know, you could just double him now. I mean, Kelsey's really like a non-factor in a lot of these games now. Oh man. I don't know. I okay. don't know. I, we're going to see. I mean, <laughs> trust me, they're going to be looking for Taylor Swift. I don't know if Taylor's going to be there for this game. This is her swag yeah. surf. We swag. We swag. We swag. We swag. <laughs> if I had never seen so many culture vultures in my life, um, Mahomes' brother Jackson and uh, daggone uh, Taylor Swift, I, I don't know what to do with myself on this one. But yeah, it's just, I, I just, yes, the Chiefs have a good defense, but offensively, I just, they're not the Chiefs of old. Mahomes you know, that is, just go though. out there. Mahomes is. Mahomes. And, uh, I'll just not this season. I just, <laughs> you know, that fluid just to come back and just score at will, just to just do whatever they want to do. They, they got to work a little harder for these touchdowns this yeah, year. And um, we'll see. I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, I'm going to take the Bills. I think Josh Allen is just this is their year to at least get to the AFC Championship. It's not their year to get to the Super Bowl, but it's, I think it's their year to win. 
I think this, this is um, this is probably going to be one of the best games of the season. Um, they've always had classic mm-hmm. matchups, and I think this is going to be one of the better games because both of them have something to prove. The Chiefs on the road, they got to prove that they can win it there. Uh, Josh Allen, they just need to – they beat him earlier in the season, but they got to win to get to the uh, – championship game and they're playing at home and josh allen now josh allen if they can't contain him running then the chiefs are in trouble but i think they can contain him all right man let's get into it it's the home team texans are in town let's go ravens to take on the number one seed ravens the fourth seed texans they're coming in on saturday in the first game of the divisional round 430 this game is a rematch of the 2023 season opener, which the Ravens won 25 to nine. I was there for that game. Calvin was too, eating mm-hmm. on some cheese and drinking some wine in the uh, club section. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the leading <laughs> candidate for the NFL MVP, will start his first postseason game since the 2020 season. Uh, and I think that year they beat the Titans and then they, they lost the to the Bills mm-hmm. in, in the Buffalo. playoffs. And Buffalo. Uh, now, for the Texans, is a chance to shock the world. It's going to be a massive test against the uh, Baltimore defense that led the NFL in sacks during the regular season with 60. Uh, Houston, they're also facing the hottest team in the league down the stretch as the Ravens won six of their last seven games. And since week 11, Baltimore has the highest point margin in the NFL at plus 90. Um we're getting some players back for this game. Uh, DuVernay is back for the game, although we're not going to have uh, Marlon Humphrey. And we're not going to have um, Mark Andrews as well. They decided to hold Mark Andrews out for this game. Uh, Ravens at home. Big test. A lot of people saying this is a major pressure on Lamar. Um, I already know you're picking the Ravens, and so what's your just your thought about this game? <laughs> um, and I'm already—I just wrote it down. I already wrote down both my choices <laughs> at the Ravens. So, what are your thoughts about this game? So, I I think the the Titans, the Titans, the Texans have a chance, but that chance it's going to have to be the Ravens coming out cold. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this this may just be me looking into it a little more, but they interviewed uh, Lamar Jackson about it, and. The interview with Lamar. Lamar let let them braids out, and he let his head down. You talk like about Orlando relaxed. Blocker. You talk about wire. relaxed. But <laughs> he, my boy is relaxed. That's one of Orlando's hoes. Yeah, Orlando, he looking hey, like Orlando man. for the wire. He looked he, he look like he looked when he signed that contract. It's man, the, when he signed that contract, and he it's had us. the. Uh, it's the fans. The fans are yeah. the ones that are tight and They're nervous. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Lamar is looking like I got, and they literally asked him how he was like, Oh, I'm more than confident. And you I, know, there is overconfidence, but if you notice mm-hmm. with Lamar, he has always tempered his emotions. Um mm-hmm. he's never been one, he's not braggadocious. He's you know, he takes what he can get. He if you ask him a question, he answers it as honest as he can. And I believe he is relaxed. Um you know, the one thing, if they if they don't come out cold, it's just the defense is going to have to stop the Texans' offense. But can the Texans' defense stop the Ravens' offense? Now, Lamar isn't going to throw two, three interceptions like Joe Flacco did. He's not going to gift right. you with that kind of. He's not going to throw it away. We, we mm-hmm. got that that X factor in Dalvin Cook that's coming in the game. So you never mm-hmm. know, you know, where the Ravens are going to go. That's the one thing that I appreciate about Todd Munkin right now. You never know who's going to be hot, who's going to do this. I really, listen, I, and, and I said this um, 
on Twitter to our reader. I, you know, she asked the question, who do mm -hmm. we think is going to be this year's Jacoby Jones? Like we know Jacoby Jones got hot in the Ravens right. last the Super playoffs. Bowl run. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people were saying Nelson Aguilar, which I can see. I'm hoping it's Rashad Bateman. If Rashad Bateman can finally do something and become a hot receiver, I don't see the Ravens being stopped at all. Not this game, not the championship game, not even the Super Bowl. Because if you can add a Rashad Bateman in there with an OBJ, with an Nelson Aguilar, with the Zay Flowers, mm -hmm. with the run game, with an Isaiah Likely and potentially a Mark Andrews and a Lamar Jackson, what are you going to do? Pick your poison. Right. What are you going right. to do? Um, right. I, I just, right. I, yeah, I just, I think that the Ravens offense is just going to be a little too much for the Texans defense, not to mention it's a home game, not to mention it's going to be very cold. And we've just talked about warm weather teams coming into the cold. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I just think that the Ravens are just going to be present a little too much for the Texans. I agree with you. Uh, you know, a lot of people are still obsessing with 2019 PTSD. I'm there. I'm yeah. There. <laughs> a lot of people still have PT PTSD about 2019. And it's funny. You talked about Rita. She posted something on Twitter about, you know, her kind of holding her feelings in about this team, not really trying to brag. And I had responded. I think this team, we were 2019's team, we didn't expect that type of performance. They basically, during that regular season, they made a run that was just unbelievable. And I think because of that run, we overlooked their weaknesses when they got into the playoffs. Defensively, they wasn't able to stop the run. Uh, they were kind of one-dimensional offensively. They were run heavy. They really did not have any... Uh, weapons at receiver that you had to be concerned about. You really, you had a quarterback in his second year that really had not developed into the passer that he is in. So this year, I think this team is better on both sides of the yes, ball. Absolutely, they're more balanced on both sides of the ball. They have pass rushers. They can get to the quarterback. They're not uh, blitzing just about every play that they were doing in 2019 under Wink uh, offensively. You just can't stop. You just can't shut down the run game anymore because you think you can stop the run game. Lamar is showing that he can throw mm -hmm. now. He has weapons that he can get to that can break tackles, that can make runs, that can score touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Defensively, they, they have pass rushes now. They don't have to. Uh, with four. Uh, they're rushing every, with four. Yes. yes. They're rushing with four. They're dropping more people back in coverage. You have great linebackers uh, with uh, Smith and with Queen. Uh, the safeties are very good. You, you're, you're getting Hamilton back this game. Mm -hmm. You got Stone back there. And so, yeah, this is just a better team of the even on the Ravens' offensive line, just better teams on both sides of the ball. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not – do I think it's going to be a cakewalk? You know, yeah, I think Houston – no. I, I think Houston, you know, they can give you some trouble. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Shroud gets hot, uh, hot and he starts hitting on those long throws, it could become a very long afternoon. He could be a generational but, talent. Yeah, and he can be. We yeah. just won't know it until we see. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I, I just think we're a better 
team, and we could just rest assured this. I mean, this is a team that offensively, I mean, they've put up points. Yes. They've yes. put up points this season, and they've been balanced. They've been good. And I think at home, they're just ready. I, I, I think they're ready. And I, I just think this is a different attitude, a different type of focus. I think that 2009 season, that was kind of like, oh, wow, we're here. And can't nobody stop us, but we kind of overlooked that. Yeah, y'all got a lot of holes. And they ran up. It was like, you know, what they call the perfect fight. Sometimes you have a, an opponent who's fighting the champ. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he has the perfect abilities, the perfect counterbalance to what the champ can do. That's like with uh, Tyson and um, Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas was a puncher. And, you know, he, he, he had uh, uh, skills and abilities that – you know, accentuated Tyson's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you, you get a puncher's chance. And uh, yeah, go ahead. And you also have, um, so we, you know, I talked a lot about just wanting the number two seed because I, I didn't want him to have to take that rest. I didn't yeah, think he been about- getting on me, y'all talking about because I doubted him 14 and three. <laughs> this is the dude that want the number two seed. I did. I did. I didn't think about guys mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Van Noy, Jadavian Clowney, veterans that actually need that rest because if you recall, they started off the season so hot. And when Van Noy came to the team, he started off so hot. And toward, later towards the season, although they were getting pressures, they weren't getting the sacks mm-hmm. like they used to, um, yeah. like they were. So this rest was really good for them. Yeah, I think the bye was the best thing that happened to them. I mean, that was a tough five-game stretch. I mean, you know, you played – None of uh, those teams were cakewalks. None of those teams were cakewalks, <laughs> and you basically let the last game go because of the work that you did mm-hmm. in the four before that. And so, yeah, none of them were cakewalks. And so I know we're both taking Ravens and so on the AFC. Where, uh, we split on the Chiefs and Bills. Calvin's taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Bills. And, of course, we're taking the home team uh, tomorrow, so go Ravens. I want to say congratulations to uh, Gerard Mayo and Antonio Pierce, uh, the New England Patriots. They promoted inside linebackers coach Gerard Mayo to replace head coach Bill Belichick, the legendary leader who mutually split with them this week after winning a record-tying six Super Bowl championships in 24 seasons. Uh, The first person picked to fill one of the NFL's eight openings for head coaches, Mayo, who turns 38 in February, becomes simultaneously the NFL's youngest head coach and only the fourth black one in the 32-team league. And then the Las Vegas uh, Raiders said, hold hold my beard. Let's, Let's go ahead and up that. They hired Antonio Pierce as his new head coach and uh, the former linebacker, uh, another linebacker. Now, did that become this, official, the Pierce thing? When I sent it, it said yeah, they you were know, finalizing. I, they were finalizing, okay, and I okay. looked at a couple. So big, people are basically saying it's Okay, done. okay, okay. But, you know, we might wake up tomorrow and it might be like, oops. <laughs> you never know what the Davis is We might have to do more. a retraction, so we'll see. But <laughs> we're going to say the brother got the job. So uh, the Raiders are finalizing the deal to make Antonio Pierce his new head coach. Uh, the former linebacker is the lead six active, would be the lead six, six active head coach, excuse me, joining Mike Tomlin, D'Amico Ryans, uh, Tar Bowles, Mike McDaniel, who we're still trying to verify if he's a brother or not, and Gerard Mayo. And so Pierce took over the Raiders interim head coach as the Raiders interim head coach after the dismissal of Josh McDaniels in late October. And uh, following the team's three and five start under McDaniels, Pierce uh, led the group to a five and four record over nine games. And so historically, 
these type of jobs, Calvin, have rarely gone to black candidates. And so what does uh, what does these hires mean for black coaches in the league? So I now this is what I heard, and I apologize for not looking this up and verifying it, because with the Patriots mm-hmm. job, I was like, wow, you know, they, they weren't thinking about Mike Vrabel, because I think we all thought that Vrabel was going to come back from Tennessee and get that job. But from my understanding, it was in Jared Mayo's contract. Yeah, they had some type job. of um, succession clause yeah, in his contract man. that let's, he would get the job if uh, Belichick left. Let's talk about Belichick real quick. Belichick is also the one that sneakily sent that text to a guy on my – what's my – Brian Flores. Yeah, Brian Flores to say congratulations. Like, oh, my bad. That wasn't you. Wink, yeah. wink. Like, no, I, it's not – you're yeah. not the BC I, yeah, I, the BF I should be talking about. Listen, let me tell you something. Um. <laughs> What it says to me about the league is that there are some in that league that are like, you know what? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me what they are. They are the best person for the job or they deserve this shot. You know, that's the I think that's the whole thing that we're looking at is we don't know if they're the best person, but they deserve a shot at it. And I think that's what I was trying to say about Antonio Pierce. He deserves a shot like he he took on the team after the coach was fired and he did a decent job and the players stood up for him. I think the players Mm -hmm. are starting to have more of a voice. A lot of the executives, if you notice, the executives are now starting to be minorities, women, um, black men. If you look, Detroit's executive is a black guy, you know, Mm -hmm. they're starting. So I think it's, I don't want to say it's a Mm -hmm. shift um, because, you know, in this in this league, you just never know. But I do right. want to say there's more awareness. There's more awareness of we don't necessarily need the Rooney rule. We need people to act like the reason why they got the Rooney rule, which is the Rooney rule was there because you already know I want to hire this guy. Now we're starting to have people say, no, I want to hire this guy. I don't want to interview anybody else. I want to hire this guy. So I, I, I'm hoping that's the trend that we're starting to get to. Yeah, I hope so, too. But, you know, like you said, I mean, tomorrow all these black coaches can be fired. You know, that's how they do it. It's after one season. It could be just one season. <laughs> they ain't going to give be. you three or five to get it, it right. Could it could be. be one season. It and we come back be. talking about, oh, Lord, all the black coaches are gone. <laughs> and so um, that's how it happens in the league. I think it's great that we're getting, especially young Black coaches, young, yes, are getting these opportunities. Not the Lovey to, Smiths uh, or the Romeo Cornells. <laughs> not the retreads. God bless them, but not the retread guys are getting these jobs. We're getting young, fresh guys that are getting these opportunities, and I hope it opens up opportunities for other coaches to come in and go through non-traditional channels. Now, because you know, last year or the last couple years, they've been saying, well. You know, the reason why black coaches are not getting hired because they're not on the offensive side of the ball. This is the offensive league. And a lot of these coaches who are getting hired are OCs. And so, um, you know, we need to have more black coaches who are on the offensive side of the ball because the majority of the coaches who are black on the defensive side of the ball. Well, we just got two coaches who are on the defensive side of the ball. Get a job. Get jobs. And... Um, I don't think it makes a difference what side of the ball. Can you lead the team? Can you strategize? Can you put the right people in position to be successful? Those are the things that we need. You know, because that was 
that was a friend when uh, Sean McVay's all of his best friends were getting jobs. All of these people were coming from the offensive side of the ball mostly. And uh, I, I hope that, you know, we just start, people are not concerned about if you are on the defensive or offensive side of the ball. It's more of, can you, can you achieve the goal that we want to achieve as an organization? And that's to win, to develop players, uh, to um, develop how we draft and how we build teams and all that stuff. That's the successful teams. It's not a fly by night. And I hope these guys get a time to develop and build up the teams. Cause a lot of times they don't get that extra year. You know, some, uh, some white coaches, they come in, they get five years. To, to rebuild and then you have some coaches come in black coaches minority coaches you might get two you know and if you ain't doing something in that second year if you ain't popping sometimes you're out of there before the rebuild and then they bring in somebody else and then that team takes off and so uh, i hope they also get an opportunity to be there to really build a contender you just can't build a contender in one season. I, I know Houston, they did well this season. Uh, shout out, I think, to Miko Ryans. He's definitely Absolutely. the coach of the year for that. But, you know, that is a outlier. That's not the norm for and, how teams develop. And like we just said earlier, defensive coordinators are going to have that tape next mm-hmm. year. So now we'll see that mm-hmm. second year how yeah. CJ Stroud going to do. Let's see how uh, CJ... So. Yeah, it's su- and they were playing the AFC South. Come on, let's yeah, be. Of course, yeah, yeah. And so. it's such a shame that. Um, so I'm thinking about which was the hottest name that we always tried to defend and wonder why he didn't get a job. It's such a shame that Eric Bieniemy went into such a bad situation yeah. um, because he's not even being mentioned as a leading candidate I've not seen for his name mentioned for any yeah, coaching interviews. He, you we all thought that when he went to Washington that he would be the leading candidate for that mm-hmm. job if Rivera was gone. He's not even I don't even think he's getting an interview down there. I know that he yeah. was requested for an interview somewhere, but I can't remember what team. But yeah, mm-hmm. man, I, I don't know where he's gonna land, but that was just uh, such a waste yeah. of a move. Yeah. And, and not see, not like, on yeah, his that's behalf, the but go. that's what they yeah. made him do. They they made well, him do that. Yeah, he had or to keep his name out there. He he couldn't take a okay. I'll sit and wait for the next cycle. Exactly. You exactly. know, you had to take what's there to to keep your name hot. And so, uh, we see what happens. But you know, uh, congratulations to your two uh, brothers and uh, taking over those jobs. And so we're at a uh, the point in our uh, podcast that everyone loves. Come on, yo. So, Calvin, you lead us off. Come on, y'all. I let off last week. Yeah, man. So, I got this uh, story that uh, I thought Garland had heard about it, but he said he hadn't heard about it. And it's, it's, I it's... may have. I can't remember. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm home on a Friday night at 744. So. It is about um, – so, it snowed today. It's snowing here in Baltimore. It snowed. We had a few inches of snow. So, um, this happened during COVID. Um, and so, I'm just working. Uh, the wife is wife is working and the doorbell rings. So I'm in a meeting and I, I can't even see what it's all working from home because again, it's COVID doorbell rings. I don't even know what's going on. And so the wife comes down and was like, um, so this is your best friend? And it's something I was like, what, like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> so she came back up and I looked out the camera and I seen the chick across the street had come mm-hmm. over and started shoveling the snow and the uh our snow. What? 
bro. She was <laughs> she was shoveling the snow. So my wife is like, so this 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 your little girlfriend. And I was just like, <laughs> I just, and then I said, well, maybe she's just doing it for everyone in the neighborhood. Right. I, I look out the window. She ain't do my next door neighbor. She ain't do the neighbor across the street from her, which is next door to me. She didn't even do her own next door neighbor. This chick gets up, comes out of her house with a shovel and comes over to my door and starts shoveling. Now, we've been in here about not even a full year. Uh, yeah, just a little over a year. Um, so, and I was like, well, maybe she just being nice. So my wife goes out there and I see her in the camera and I'm just like, so my wife's like, excuse me, excuse me. She was like, thank you for shoveling, but we're going to shovel ourselves. So she says, she says, well, I know that you get the mobility bus. So I wanted to make it easy for you. And my wife was like, I don't get the mobility bus. That's my mother-in-law. And she knew it wasn't my wife. She knew it was my mother that was getting. So, but then, so my wife said what made her mad was she started shoveling my car out of the snow. And we got three cars here. She didn't, didn't go to my wife's. Didn't go to my mother. She went to my car and started So I'm mad now because I'm trying to switch it up. I'm like, well, why you stop her? You should have just, you should have just let her keep doing it and then confront her. Now we gotta go out there and finish it. She and she told us. She said, and I heard it in the camera said, "Oh no, we're good. We will finish this." So she went back across the street, and when we the went team. out, we went out to shovel at the end of the day when we finished working i had to pat her down just to make sure she ain't had no knife on her nothing right, she right. gonna go over and stab the bitch yeah and so it's, ever since then she been the snow hoe so come on yo come on snow hoe you know i'm married i know i know it's hard look at me i know it's hard snow hoe i know it's hard but come on, Snow Ho. You can't be coming over here trying to. Tina knew she was talking about your mother when she talked about the mobility. No, Katina but the just girl was looking for something. No, like, what you say? The girl said to Katina, I did it for you. I knew you get, I know you get the mobility <laughs> bus. She knew it wasn't Katina, yo. <laughs> yo. The Snow Ho. Yo, and so she, uh, I, I don't think she lives there. I think she rents out the house. I did not, but I saw her the other day that it was snowing. She pulled up uh -huh. in the truck. I don't think she lives there anymore. I think she rented okay, out. Okay, she just um, rented but out. she pulls it. She pulled up and honked the horn, and I looked, and I was just like, "Oh hi!" I just waved at her, and I was like, <laughs> "Why you do that?" <laughs> because I'm not rude. You know, but Tina was looking on the rain. <laughs> I'm not rude, but the sh the snow was already shoveled, so I was good. She wasn't coming out to do. I was, <laughs> bruh. Come on, snow hoe. Come on, y'all. You about to be listening in the snow. Exactly. You almost got that ass whipped, girl. <laughs> Yo, this bitch walked all the way across the street. And I don't even think she shoveled her own snow by the time when she came over and shoveled mine. Yeah, I just. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out for yeah. the snow hoes, y'all. Watch out Watch for the snow hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have heard of snow bunnies, but this is new with snow, she the snow, snow hoes. I had not heard that story. <laughs> snow hoes.
Uh, There's snow holes out here. Of course she told my, my daughters. And you know, my daughters are always ready oh, to jump. Lord. They was like, what? They're ready to fight. You want to go what? over there and beat that bitch? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> what? They taking out earrings? <laughs> what? I got one daughter lives like five minutes away. She was like, I'm about to get in the car right now. You want to go over there? I was like. That's a shame. <laughs> anyway, that's the snow hoe story. Come on, snow hoe. Stop moving. Mm-hmm. Trying trying to move in on somebody's man, shoveling that's snow. What she think I was gonna do? Come out there and be like, oh my god, you shoveled my snow. You wanna have my baby? Is mm-hmm. that what she thought I was gonna do? Pretty much, because she know Katina's on the uh mobility. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's enough to get in the fight right there. <laughs> That's enough. All right, yo, let me let me bust off this. Come on, yo, real quick. <laughs> Come on, yo. What what happened to the kids that used to shovel for you? The kids that used to shovel your sidewalk. You know, I I, I don't live in the city anymore. When I lived in the city, and I lived actually, I lived right on the city county line when I got married, and we used to just have kids and people, crackheads, meth heads. <laughs> heroin heads that just walk the neighborhood with a shovel during this time looking for a little bit of spare change and they would offer the shovel your sidewalk for you shovel you out you know if your car was in the street you need to shovel everything and um uh, you know it's something you could take advantage of you didn't want to get out there you know you got a lot on your agenda and stuff like that now we're working from home so sometimes you're working from home and yeah, you know, sometimes you're not able to get to it too late. Well, I I, I moved to another uh, area in Maryland outside of the city and in a nice new development. And I've been here a little over 15 years and no kid has ever come to my door and knocked on my door and asked me, did I want to have my sidewalk or driveway shoveled? As a matter of fact, I never see any kids outside. Not even doing snow. Like, we used to get snow, Calvin. We was out of school. The whole neighborhood was outside. We haven't, we didn't build a snow fort. We haven't major snow uh, ball battles in the backyard or in the front street, wherever we were. You know, we're having major things going on. But today's kid, I don't think they ever even come outside anymore just to play in the snow or to walk in the snow. I, I saw some people walking their dogs today. But no kids with any shovels offering to shovel your sidewalk for some money. And so, come on, yo. Kids, put down your phone. Put down your computer. Turn off the Netflix. Whatever you're doing, Hulu. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe watching Tubi. I don't know what it is. But I'm, I'm tired of shoveling my snow. So please come around and offer. I got some cash. I got. I even cash app you. Some kids they they ain't even taking. I, I, you take cash app, Venmo. Uh, I hit you. Zell. You got. You doing Zell? I'll Zell you. But come on, yo. Let, come on, kids. Let's let's get enterprising again. Maybe you get allowance and you don't have to do that. Or maybe you just don't want to shovel a double a double wide uh, driveway. I I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, 
kids don't shovel no more, Calvin. They don't even come outside and play in the snow. Hey, I told Garland today, so right around 11 a.m., I heard the doorbell ring. I looked in the camera, and the young man was standing there with the snow shovel. He looked like mm-hmm. an angel to me. I was like... <laughs> Uh, can I help? Can I help you, sir? He was like, yeah, um, can we help you with your snow? I said, I will be right down. So I ran down there and it was three of them. And that's another thing, kids, even if you got mm-hmm. an area that has get a, a lot, get a crew together. This is an easy yeah. way to make a few hundred dollars. Easy yes. way. Um, and he was like, yeah, we'll do it for $40. I gave them $50 and they knocked that out in no time. Um, now, and to Garland's point, so I what I forgot to do was ask them to shovel out the cars and clean the cars off because I'd have gave them an extra mm-hmm. $20 for that. But I So I went out and did that after work. And I see this old man walking down the street. He had to be a little older than us. You know, he had mm-hmm. a little alcoholic look. You know how alcoholics yeah. look a little wrinkled in the face. Hey, hey, but he had, a, he had a shovel in his hand like he was going to shovel people's snow. And he went over to my neighbors across the street who wasn't home and their snow hadn't been shoveled. But mm-hmm. I'm like, sir, it's five o'clock. Why are you out here so late? Like, you got to mm-hmm. get out early. Get this money. And he, he need that money for that Thunderbird. He must have ran out that Thunderbird money and had to go out. <laughs> and he got to buy his Cisco. We got to buy my... Right. my but yeah, I'm with Garland, man. Where y'all at? Yeah. Like, and this is the first... Yeah, I, I want to no say more. this might be the first time... Well, let, let me not say that because I think I've had other people knock on the door, but I've already done it. They just come late. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, get out here. These guys made... It took them less than an hour to make an easy... $50 from me. I think they did my neighbors and they were only charging 40. So with two houses in under an hour, they made a hundred dollars. That's a hundred dollars mm-hmm, an hour. Like, yeah. come on. It's three of them. Come on. Yeah. Come nice on. Split. That's, that's, that's three. That's mm-hmm. $30 yeah. an hour for each yeah. one. And they don't exist around come here. On. What are y'all doing? What are you, what are the Mm-mm. parents doing that aren't grooming your kids to do things like that? Like, right. they don't need to just shovel yours. Get them out there to shovel the neighbors. The neighbors will be mm-hmm. happy. Like, mm-hmm. and the neighbors will pay them. That's the thing. They're mm-hmm. going to pay you. Like, ain't nobody going to let you do it for free. Right. And it don't even have to be perfect. All you got to, we just need a driveway. Yeah. And most of us have salt anyway. So then, then throw right. the salt down for me. You know, right. just get the main part of it. Like, I'm with you, yo. Come on, kids. Come on, parents. Yeah. Get them kids Come out on, there. Parents. Teach them get something. Get them out there. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> got my shovel though. I ain't complaining. Right. Don't don't my back hurting right now. Don't threaten me. Don't threaten me with <laughs> relaxation later on tonight. <laughs> hey man, another yes. good show, another weeknight show. I am gonna drop this tomorrow because as Garland mentioned, I will be at the game tomorrow because I'm gonna be, be in there the cheering on my Ravens, you know, as we beat the be, as we beat the be Texans. We we gotta win tomorrow, man. It'll, yeah, let's... I saw some seats on uh, Seat Geek, and you know, I was teasing. I was really just asking my daughters if they want to go. But I, I I've done my bad weather game of the year. I went to the Rams game. I made it through that. I just twenty four degrees. I think they start said starting off, but it's gonna feel like nine. And by the time the game ends, it's gonna feel lower than nine. Hey. So. Whatever. I'm out there. I'm out there with my Ravens. We're gonna be playing. Now, I will say this and and I'm 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 just gonna say it real quick. Mm-hmm. If the unfortunate happens, 
Don't nobody, be, y'all better not come to Baltimore. Don't come to Baltimore with y'all shit because we're going right. to fuck y'all up. I'm telling you right. now. If you're listening and you're thinking about laughing or come, we will fuck you up behind this yeah, game. Yeah. You're going to get punched in your mouth. <laughs> don't will, play. We will fuck you up behind this game. I'm, Pitch, I'm telling Pittsburgh you. fans, <laughs> don't touch up. I'm telling Don't you. play with us, yo. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, yeah, but behind don't. this game, we will you fuck know, y'all up. Little, little <laughs> slick talkers. Don't do it, yeah. Don't do it. Hey, man, another great show. <laughs> another great show. Um, we'll probably do this again on the weekdays. I like the weekday nights, man. I like the Friday nights and Thursday mm-hmm. nights. So, you know, we can Because we don't have a life. Yep, that's what we do. <laughs> we are live on YouTube right now. Um, we will be on all the podcast platforms. Yes. And if you use Spotify, you'll be able to actually see us in our City Connect Baltimore Orioles hat, pitches, pitches and catches report in less than two months. Hey, man, we about to get back into baseball, but we about to win the Super Bowl first. Super Bowl first. So Yeah, we got to get to, yeah, <laughs> Super Bowl first. Priorities. Hey, hey Garland, I will talk to you later. We will talk to y'all later. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Snow Be safe man. out there. Snow hole. Make sure you don't have no snow holes. Snow <laughs> All things black with Garland and Calvin. Snow Fan Boys. It was, Fan Boys is a it was wild. <laughs> Later, man. Later, bro. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin.